0: Welcome to The Endgame, a podcast about the positive aspects of aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I'm your host, Don Auction. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get on with today's show. My guest today is Paul Long, the founder of New Way Forward. Paul began his working life as a broadcast journalist and from there learned the craft of writing, producing, and directing videos for clients, along the way snagging an Emmy Award. Fifteen years ago, he made a pivot and established what is now known as New Way Forward. Paul, thank you for taking time for this interview on The Endgame. I am honored to be here. Thank you. Uh, Our reason for being at The Endgame is to support Older adults who want to age with joy, passion, and purpose. Your goals at New Way Forward are very similar, aren't they? Oh, it's at, it, it that's
1: what it's all about. Yeah, we are we are aligned to say the least. Um, you know, it started with my own situation. I was looking for a new way forward and didn't know it. <laughs> and what I found was new way forward. Huh. But about fifteen years ago. Uh, I was starting to contemplate what's next. Now what? You know, the kids were leaving. I was pretty much getting done with doing, you know, the after the news, you know, creating all this content and stuff for car companies and, you know, things of that sort. And I'm like, this is going to this has a shelf life to it. And I'm like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I knew I did not want to retire because I already knew people who were retiring and regretting it. And then I just started looking into it. Big thing is I did my homework. Something like this takes some effort and some time. Mm -hmm. And to put it in super simple terms, I started thinking, wait a minute, look at what's going on in the world. Look at the way life is now. There's what I call the new reality, which is pervasive. And it's amazing. And it's happening right in front of our noses. And few people either know it or are able to connect the dots. But people like you and me talk about it. And I don't know if you found this, but I find people instantly get it. And the reason why is, is because they've got millions of data points (laughs) from their observation. But they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And so I started saying, if I take good care of myself, I could have 40 or 50 years of not just life left, but healthy, active life. Because it's not so much about a lifespan, it's about a health I was like, what am I going to do with that? The next conclusion I came to as my wife Kim and I, when our youngest was a senior in high school, and we're going, now what, now what, now what? I, th- I was like, wait a minute, what if this, what if this was my turn? What if I'd reached the point in my life where I knew enough about myself and enough about the world and enough about life and all that where I was finally knowledgeable enough to step back, reimagine, reinvent, reconsider, you know, what is it I would really want to do for that next 40 or 50 my life? And I got this thought one day, I could still visualize it where I'm like, yeah, maybe this is my turn. Maybe maybe what the thing is, is that I'm pivoting to something that not based on check marks or a list of what I'm good at, although that all plays into it and that's all fine to do. But it's like, what would, what would I really want? And I came up with a very simple and general intention to start out with because I believe in the power of intention, I can tell you, I can break down for you the neurological reasons with our prefrontal cortex and our reticular activating system of why the power of intention or focusing on what you want works as, and there's the spiritual components, many believe. But one of the things I learned is, is when you're not sure what it is, you start very basic and broad. And my initial intention was, is that five years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, I'm, I a, I'm waking up. <laughs> B, when I wake up, I'm being grateful. And this is, by the way, it's just me. It's not like I'm grateful for, to have a family and that they love me. Yes, you want those things. But this is all about what's in you. I thought, I want to wake up. I want to feel physically fantastic. I want to be excited about what I'm going to do today. I want to feel that I'm doing something that's giving me relevance and purpose and making a difference. And I'm not worried at all about money. I started there. And, you know, there's an expression where attention goes, focus, or energy flows. All of a sudden, I really start, you know, in the shower, driving, walking, cooking, And I started getting it dialed in as to how that would literally manifest itself. And yes, originally it was over50help.com, which was this broad thing of all these things facing people who were over 50. And that didn't work out. Then I did Ready, Fire, Aim, Pro Boomer, because all the boomers were going through this. So many people were retiring and regretting it or couldn't afford to retire, wondering what to do and how to do it. All my engagement was mostly from people in their 40s and 50s. And then the pandemic hit about the time I launched it. And I I launched it ready, fire, aim, kind of like life. You know, instead of ready, aim, fire, sometimes ready, fire, figure it out, see what's real, and then aim. Well, then I did that with New Way Forward because not only did I find that it was younger people, but the pandemic accelerated it was a great accelerator for things that were already happening. And so many people, even in their 30s, were sitting there going, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? Is there something more? Is this the right thing? Am I just doing what I was told to do or what I expected to do? On and on and on. And it led me to this point, And I want to tell you. I'm still figuring it out. I'm still trying to figure out how to make new way forward work and the best way to do it and how to represent myself, how to earn the income, which I still need with it, how to best serve people and everything else. But I will say this as people maybe get daunted with, oh, my gosh, 15 years. Well, that's not fair because I was still putting kids through college and, and stuff like that. I wasn't ready yet. But the point is, is from the first day I started doing it, my life got better. I started feeling better. I started feeling more hopeful and excited about my future. I started realizing there was a future that was worthwhile and was going to fulfill the needs and desires that I had. That I had. And along the way, it's been doing it. I'm just not there yet, if there is even is a there there.
0: Well, that's the most spiritual explanation I've ever heard of, of, uh, of reprogramming yourself in, in your later life. Um, tell me at this point, what services does new way forward provide? Well,
1: that's one of my challenges right now, because I keep pivoting on it and I can't keep pivoting on it. So (laughs) I'd love to say, well, I've got this course and I've got this book. And by the way, there will be some, uh, there will be some eBooks, uh, coming out in sequence to help people a figure it out. B how do I how do I change my life? How do I go through all those transitions? And what, um, and, and the kinds of options and the way to kind of look at the way things are now and uh, be able to determine what they are. So right now I'm publishing on newwayforward.com, which is uh, new way, the, the, www.newwayfwd.com. Somebody else had the word forward and they wanted $35,000 for it. No fans. Anyway, and um, I'm publishing on that. I published on LinkedIn. I'm publishing on medium.com. If you're not familiar with it, medium.com, this is kind of the future of the internet where it's longer, more thoughtful articles and essays from people who don't necessarily have phds or stuff there are real people like me sharing their experiences and their insights and such which has become even more popular for good reasons than a lot of um, uh, expert uh, uh, assertions are um I, uh, so besides the eBooks and publishing on that, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So I'm still building, I'm still in my launching phase, uh, with the books to come and, uh, and a potential documentary, Ah, uh, you know, the, making the documentary is the easiest part, getting the funding and distributing it's the tough part. So we'll, we'll see about that, but there's a, there's a ton of interest and support for people to become aware of this new phase of aging and to by virtue of the new reality end ageism not just among younger people but among even older people as well and what's ageism but assumptions and presumptions and stereotypes that aren't true or are no longer true.
0: well let's let's talk about the message that you you put forward i what are some of the main points that you you like to make that you want people to understand about, about, the, uh, about where they are in life and what they can do with it?
1: Probably the most foundational fundamental thing is to check your beliefs. Check your beliefs at the door. So when we get older, I mean, in the first place, especially when I first started out in this, everybody I talked to was like, well, what am I going to do with my life? I'm going to retire. Okay, great. What does that look like? Well, I won't have to get up early in the morning. Well, I want, you know, the usual things. And because, as I told you earlier, where my head is, is I'm like, how sustainable is that? I mean, do you want a 50-year vacation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. Really, do you want a 50-year vacation? Have you really thought about what you're going to do with 40 or 50 years of healthy, active, independent, capable life. In fact, at a point in your life when you probably are, if not, shouldn't be at your best. I mean, you know, it used to be, and it still is, of course, but it used to be that it was older people who were venerated because that's when they, you know, had the wisdom. That's when they had had decades of experience in honing their skills and their talents, and sorting and thinking things like out, this is this is this is a prime time. And then what I was discovering too is that uh, so many boomers, some were retiring, and believe me, I want to validate it. Retirement is right for some people. If it is, God bless, God speed, you've earned it, go for it, congratulations. But so many people. Because we are the generation who we are that went through a transformation of what it meant to be a certain age in our youth, meaning baby boomers in the 60s, society and life and expectations, relevance, purpose, and everything has taken on a more complex and more important uh, meaning. And so what I've also discovered was what was called the retirement honeymoon, followed by the retirement nightmare that people, irrespective of money, would retire, and for a year or two, life was grand. I don't have to get up. I can do my bucket list and everything. And then after about a year, this decline starts because of a loss of relevance, of a loss of purpose, of a loss of contrast. I did a real popular video blog in which I'm out on a trout stream, trout fishing, and the vlog was basically, oh, I'm loving this. Oh, this is so great. I'm having such a beautiful day. And the fish are biting and everything else. Ah, oh, I wish I could do this more often. Ooh, I could if I retired. But then I brought up the story about the friend of mine who built this incredible log cabin on this trout stream saying, I never go fly fishing anymore. And I mean, this, this guy is an over-the-top serious fly fisherman, or was. The point is, he didn't have the contrast anymore. It didn't mean anything. All these things that he really wanted don't mean anything to them. It's like the old the old movies of the idle rich who are boil, bored and spoiled and unhappy and drinking heavily because there's no meaning to anything. They didn't work for it. They didn't have the contrast in life, working hard, playing hard, you know, working hard, taking a break. And so um, I was discovering that, you know, there's an increase in, um, in, Alcoholism, drug abuse, divorce, depression amongst people going through the retirement honeymoon. So that's one message. It's like, be careful what you ask for, you may get it. But the second message literally is, is that that's an old belief. That's an old automatic notion. We go through life planning and strategizing and working for something, and we never really think through what we're going to do with this phase of life. And then we don't realize that everything's changed in a recent uh, article on Medium that I wrote, I said, that's like trying to get from Chicago to Denver with a map from 1800, as opposed to Google Maps. Well, the Google Map shows that there's a whole new world of opportunities, an entirely new way of looking at life. Stanford University put together a huge effort. They came up with a new life map of what this new situation is and what it offers each of us and society and the economy and things of that sort. So I say, Even if you think you want to retire, A, think it through, challenge it, become aware of what the new way of things are, because it might completely change your perspective. When I have shared this with people in their 30s, yes, their 30s, middle of a career, happy family and everything. And I just say, yeah, you know, Paul, what are you working on? And I'll tell them and I'll say, here's that perspective. And I get two reactions from people in their 30s. One is, oh, my gosh. Wow. I never thought of it that way. I was just figuring I'd retire. This changes everything, even now. And, of course, as we're seeing, by the way, with the great rethink, which was quite quitting, which was the great resignation. But now everybody's rethinking their lives, including people in their 30s. It might not be until you're 62. It might be when you're 40 or 45 or 55 or 75. Or the second uh, response that I get is, um, that's interesting. I'll think about it. And then a few weeks later, I might run across them again, and they'll say, oh, my gosh, I haven't stopped thinking about it. The last and probably most important thing, and it's a bit of a challenge, as I was mentioning about beliefs, So it's not just beliefs about the way things are, it's beliefs about you. And so so much the reason why we are who we are today and where we are in life is based on our beliefs and many of those beliefs as a lot of us know came from like childhood came from our life situation then something a parent said or whatever and i'd say the vast majority of human beings that have walked planet earth have died with those false beliefs that limited them in their lives so it's always worth challenging your beliefs, not only about the way of the world, but about yourself. Like, I felt like I never really lived up to my potential, even though I had a great career. So I've been going through, why is that? Where did that belief come from? Once I identified, I can get rid of it. Because here's the formula. Beliefs drive emotions. Emotions drive decisions. Decisions drive actions. And they equal where you are today. You change that belief, you get a different outcome. And you establish the belief that you need to get the outcome you want.
0: Interesting. I can't say I've ever thought about it that way either. But uh, it makes it makes a great deal of sense. One other thought. Um, you seem to have uh, devoted some, some energy to telling people that they can make a change in their life. Um, what makes our later years a particularly good time to pivot or to make a change? I'll say, I'll say two
1: fundamental things. And I touched on the first one, uh, which was, you know, it's it's at this phase of life that we should be at our, our peak. There's an ageist assumption that, well, no, I should be in decline. I'm 67 years old. The only time I perceive myself as being 67 years old is when I look in the mirror and believe me, it's a very convincing image that I see. But physically, even my doctor who I see for regular checkups says, no, you're probably about 40, you're better shaped than most of the people that are patients of mine are at age 40. And in terms of inside of me, the desire to be who I am at my core in terms of being a storyteller, wanting to share, wanting to make all that stuff, I'm the same that I was when I was 30. We don't lose that unless we think we're supposed to. I really wonder how many people get old because they think they are supposed to get old. I still feel the same way that I did then. And I'm manifesting that in a new way except I've also got decades of knowledge and experience in advancing my skills and my talents. And so I see this as the like life gift opportunity to create the life that we truly want, not that society told us to, not that we assumed to, not that our parents wanted to, not the thing that seemed like a good idea at the time. And maybe it was a good idea, but you're done with it. You're, the shelf life is expired, right? The expiration date has come and gone. And, and again, I'll say that's whatever it is. It isn't just about starting a business or doing something that like you and I are doing. I mean, I, I know somebody very, very, very highly successful, highly intelligent individual, and by the way, financially set. He's into, I tell you, you know, we talk every three months or so, and it's like it's like a grocery list of all the different stuff he's learning about and trying and doing and things of that sort. That's what he defined that he wanted for his life. I mean, the guy's like a sponge for knowledge, and he enjoys learning, and that's what he's doing, you know. Because he 's got the opportunity to do that, and by the way, that also keeps him healthy. by the way, I want to go back to uh, j- just a quick little cherry on the top on this, and that is is that medical research has shown and it's even been invalid it even been validated by the insurance industry about purpose and having a purposeful, relevant, active life as being the number one foundational factor for having good health at an over age older age because from that everything else emanates and I'll I'll vouch for that you know two straight days at the gym the last two days I hope to make it again today I don't always want to go but when I think about my why because I want to feel like this and stay this way you know it drives me to do it because I need to be this way in order to do what I'm trying to do and what I want to do
0: You talked a lot about um, intention and manifesting intention. Can you um, back us up and give us a little bit of the the science or the philosophy that undergirds that thought?
1: Uh, Gosh, I'd love to. Uh, Let me start with the story, my story. So go back to 2006. I was in a really bad situation. I was in a toxic, toxic business situation. In a, in a very, very high stress, high risk, difficult kind of job and thing that we were doing. And finally, things reached ahead and I got out of it. And my uh, physician at the time even said, Paul, you don't have to go to Afghanistan to have PTSD. Because I was I was like in the, in the black hole. I was like stuck, lost. I had never been that way anywhere close to it in my life. One day, I was sitting here working, and it was Saturday morning, PBS, uh, Pledge Week. You know, I'm the guy that likes noise in the background. I was writing something, and I heard somebody say something. And I I really wish I could remember what it was, but it was Wayne Dyer, who I wasn't – I'd never read his stuff. I knew who he was. And his show was on PBS, The Power of Intention, that whatever you put out consciously and clearly exactly – Is what you get back. And when you focus on it and when you envision what it's going to not just look like, smell like, taste like, but feel like, and you do that regularly, then it will happen. And I realized that I had gotten out of that very situation because every morning without knowing it, I was practicing it. I was envisioning I'm going to somehow get out of this. It's going to look like this. I'm going to, you know, might be tough for the exact thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute how many other times in my life has this happened to me? And I started talking to other people and they're like, oh yeah, man, I've been practicing the power of attention since I was seven and wanted a bike, (laughs) you know, whatever. And so Wayne Dyer and others, some take it from a spiritual higher power, God, the universe, Ra, George, whatever, um, is aligning with the universe, okay. Lately, in fact, recently, I've really been studying the neuroscience of it. Okay, so follow me on this. I'll I'll try to keep this as clean as possible. Okay, so in our brains, neuropathways, our thoughts, our reactions, our habits, and everything else are called these little neuropathways that form. And obviously, the more they're formed, the more automatic they are in terms of the way we respond, act, wiggle our finger, or... um, jump at the sound of a loud noise whatever okay so what happens is is that in uh, the front of our brains is our prefrontal cortex which acts like a computer processor It, it is what processes all those neural pathways into an instant reaction it's the way we evolved as a species to as a point of defense and survival so if you saw You know, you learn that if the grass was rustling in the savanna in a funny way, that was either potential food or a saber-toothed tiger, but your brain would recognize these patterns that would allow you to live and survive. Okay. So what happens is, is that The the mind is actually wired against change because of that, because that reticular activating system is always trying to validate it. So you want to know what's going on with the news these days where you got all these people only wanting to watch or read from one source or another based on their political beliefs? That's because the brain's sorting out and giving you and helping you seek out what you want, and what validates you. Okay, jump ahead now. When you want to change something in your life, when you want something different... Your brain is wired, just like I said with the beliefs thing, a certain way that's really going to block you from doing that. But, as it was characterized by a Harvard neuroscientist, okay, it's that imagine there's a a field of tall grass and you walk across it and there's no trail there. But the more you walk across that very same spot, you start forming a trail. So by imagining and envisioning exactly in positive terms what it is that you want, and most importantly, because it is a brain component, how you will feel, you want to actually generate like daydreaming, fantasizing, whatever, what it's going to feel like when you do that, you start creating that new path in your prefrontal cortex. It's called the reticular activating system. And what happens is, is your brain, starts looking for answers to fill that void because it's a void right now. If you think I want to buy a yellow Mustang, what happens? You see yellow Mustangs all over the place because you form that pathway and that brain is starting to look for it. So when I formed that pathway with what do I want for my life and things of that sort, my brain literally started looking for things, thinking for things, validating things and things of that sort. And lo and behold, it's happening now. I hope you're able to follow that
0: it worked yeah worked for me uh, and i have uh I've done a lot of reading and and coaching received coaching on both both ends of that argument, so it so what's it's your so based on, based on your learning what what's your take um, I prefer the neural pathway approach because it's too easy to say, well if it didn't work. Uh, you must not have wanted it enough or you weren't putting your intentions out strongly enough. Um, The neural pathway to me makes sense as a a dependable explanation. Um, And I, and I, I've seen it work in my life too. It, it takes work. As you know, it takes effort. It, you've got to
1: focus on it. You know, it's like every morning, you know, like meditation, Not just clear your mind at meditation, and you'll never clear your mind. You'll calm your mind. But it's literally like, you know, taking that time to be quiet and visualize it every, every, every day. Right. You know, and believe in it. I liken it to, to being like, and by the way, through religion, as you know, and through spiritual leaders throughout history, they've talked about it. They've, they've, they've talked about it's it's there for you if you, to use our own terms, intend to have it. But a lot of us don't do that. Or we make the assumption that, well, who am I to have that imposter syndrome? Well, that only happens to other people. You know, poverty mindset. You know, it's, it's overcoming that. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I challenge everybody right now to realize that just about anything they've ever wanted – that they've gotten, they use the power of intention to get it.
0: Let me um, ask a, a sort of a, a sum up question. Um, if you could share one piece of advice to someone who is uh, reaching that point where they're on the brink of retirement or something like it, what would your advice be?
1: Go to
0: <laughs> Just Okay, sorry, just kidding. Um, my new...
1: I would say, I would say that um, it really is to have this awareness and to kind of, and, and to put some effort and time and energy, you know, on, a, on a, it doesn't have to be a big, painful deal, but to really go, okay, now, wait a minute. Okay, I'm 55. What if Paul's right? And I could live a healthy, and by the way, that's not Paul being right. That's, where the numbers and the demographics and everything are going. What if I've got 40 years of healthy life? What am I going to do with it? What do I want to do with it? What am I not thinking about here? You know? Yeah. If I retired, how long would that last? And by the way, run the numbers. Can you maintain your current lifestyle with inflation for 40 more years? Uh certainly not with Social Security, and the vast majority of Americans have little or no retirement savings. So that's that's a pretty good bucket of cold water over that train. But what if you looked at it, is it saying, yeah, what would I want? And like take the time, take a few months, but take a focused effort to say, I'm I'm really gonna think this through. But it may be something that you never thought of using your skill set for, kind of like with me. Um, I did not end up in this point because I'm a writer and a producer and a director and a creative director. And I used to be on TV. I was even the weekend weather bunny for a while. Uh, Those were helpful things, but really down deep inside what I am is I'm I'm a storyteller. I'm, I'm somebody who loves to share stuff that makes a difference. So that's really where it started. It wasn't based on my skill set. It's like, oh, and by the way, I I do have that background. So there there are things out there for all of us that may be radically different from what we're doing. That's okay. We live in a day and an age and a world where that can be enabled, where you don't have to have a degree. You can get certified in things or you can invent things yourself. Or And it can also fit the lifestyle that you want. I've got a neighbor friend of mine who's like, I still need to do something. He thought it was an either or proposition. I either keep working or I completely retire. And I'm like, what if it's in the middle? What if you find something else that can keep you busy? And Oh, my God, I never thought of it that way. Of course, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you never thought of that. But that's what happens with us because we're filled with these presumptions. So there there are things out there that are perfectly right for you across the board, whether it's income, whether it's what and how you're doing, whether it's making a difference in little ways, which can be big ways, that can fit the lifestyle that you want. Like, it's like, I only want to work a few hours, or I need to be flexible so that if I want to go to Arizona for two months and chill, you can go to Arizona in two months and chill. Oh, by the way, you can... Uh, what's it called again? Oh, yeah, that power of intention thing to it.
0: Great. Paul Long, thank you so much for a very uh, optimistic look at aging that is full of possibility. Uh, I I know that uh, our audience appreciates that. And we really appreciate you taking time to be with us today.
1: Thank you, Don. I was honored and appreciated the opportunity to.
0: And you can find more about Paul Long and his work, New Way Forward, at his website, newwayfwd.com.
1: And Paul Long on Medium as well.
0: Oh, right. Thank you. thanks for listening to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, The End Game, at theendgame.substack.com. I'm Don Auction, wishing you all the best in aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I hope you'll join us for future programs here at The Endgame.